everybody, and welcome back to Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. We hope you had a blessed, restful, and relaxing holiday uh, break, if you will. I know there was plenty of you that had some downtime, uh, but we're back to kick off a new year. Ivan, how are you, my friend? Um, I am so grateful for the two weeks off, mainly because I got zero downtime. Uh, I've never felt more that line in the song and mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. There's something about my job that the last week of the year just always gets crazy. And then I did a a big stack sale, uh, for some friends on Twitter that I uh, was bit off way more than I could chew and kids and school and hot takes and, uh, all that. I'm super blessed to be back. I'm ready for tonight's show. I'm going to show my ignorance. I've yes. been seeing that term and I don't know what it is. What is a stack sale? Uh, so you ever see a stack of cards? That's what I thought. Maybe. Okay, well, be, okay. Hey, I'm going to sell this one and then this one and then this one. Okay. And then this one. Yeah. So basically it's when you, when uh, pretty much doing a sale on Twitter, Stack okay. sale is just the way to say it's a card sale um, okay. or doing it like if I were selling on loop and I was, you know, holding cards up and doing them one at a time. And then next thing you know, you've sold 300 cards and you're like, oh, my goodness, I had no now idea I have to ship shipping 300 <laughs> packages. Uh, well, so my, thank you, everyone, welcome for your to my grace. life, Ivan. Welcome but to yeah, life. I mean, you you do 20, 25 packages a week for the viewers of this show. So my goodness, you would never have time for a stack sale on top of that. My postman always asks me at Christmas time why I give him a card, why I give him a cookie, and why I give him a gift card. And I said, because I appreciate you, and there's, you have to get out of your vehicle for me probably more than anyone else on this route, and I know it. So <laughs> he's a great guy. Unless uh, you got a card collector just basis. down the street from you that you just don't know yet. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that said, we're all super excited to be back with all of you. We know the hobby didn't slow down while we took our little Christmas break at all. So we've got tons of crazy news today, including one of our segments is actually some industry experts talking on, of course, the big, big news used to be the elephant in the room. Now we're just holding it for the reveal. But everybody knows what we're talking about. So that's exciting tonight. Um and Rob, tons of giveaways. And I just got into the Twitch chat. So if you're on Twitch and you sub, I'll be able to see. Oh, I need to resubscribe my free Amazon subscription. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> we actually are just going to pick right up where we left off on the 16th because, believe it or not, we have two rollover prizes, Ivan, and they're legit booms. Legit booms. I don't know if you guys remember what the 16th was like, but. <laughs> um, how about Your stack sale? <laughs> how about the Brian Hayes on card rookie ticket auto? Oh my goodness. Okay, that went unclaimed. So that's prize number one out of the gate. And then how about a Jalen Waddle RPA? So nothing to sneeze at, and we haven't even cracked a box yet. So wow. um, hold on, hold on just a second. Sure. Because I am going to pull those up and just make sure if they were super regular viewers of the show. No, uh, they weren't. I, that's I, that's yeah, what happens I, sometimes. I checked twice. I checked that's three why times. I was a good Santa. Um, checked the messages and everything. I checked huh? Outlook. I, I checked webmail because every once in a while something will go to webmail and not make it to my Outlook. So, yeah. So, we are legit rolling over those two prizes now. Well, just one more reminder. That's why we ask you, you know, hey, respect the people that watch the show. Don't go out and tag winners because we will give the prize away on the next show if if it's left over. Right. That's right. That's right. So 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 that's it. The first thing, the very first thing you have to do is do we have a tweet for the show going out? Um, Doesn't look like we do because of the fact that we have had some format issues. So I'm going to tweet out the show right now. Okay. Tune in now, giving away prizes, box breaks, and hobby news galore with the link. (laughs) Hashtag collect. All right, so the tweet that I just tweeted out with the show link 
That's what you that are watching to get into these bonus giveaways have to retweet in order to enter the bonus giveaway. So if you're brand new to the show, we do uh, the way that you win is by following us on Twitter and then engaging with the Twitter posts, usually by a retweet. So later we'll pull winners from that. You have to be following us. You have to engage. You have to be watching live. But hey, for everybody that's watching the show right now, go retweet our pin or our newest tweet at twitter.com slash go GTS live. And you'll be entered to win the Jalen Waddle RPA and the Cabrian Hayes uh, contenders ticket auto. Is that right? Exactly. Uh, rookie ticket auto. Okay. Awesome. I got those on my Prem brand new spreadsheet for 2021. Yes. I was going to ask you to do that. Let's start <laughs> a new spreadsheet, but let me give you guys a rundown before we dive into the go GTS Q of the week poll. What we have going on for you. We have just a packed hobby happenings. As you might imagine, we have a uh, special video segment talking about fanatics. As Ivan mentioned, we have uh, four box break highlights. Uh, I, got these boxes during the Christmas break and what you know it they're all super multi-pack boxes so we highlighted all four of them for you we have a special BCW unboxing segment and bonus giveaway we have a video with Daniel Atkins founder of wildcard on the brand's revival we have two things we want to share with you regarding the new year some new happenings we have hot in the shop we have uh, this is pretty rare we have multiple product unboxings from TriStar, from TriStar. Yep. Ooh, very cool. And then we have, um, while Ivan's picking winners, we're going to run our annual 2021 Rest in Peace Cardboard Tribute video. So stick around, and uh, we're going to... We're, we're going to just dive right into things straight away here because the GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll already has a ton of traction on it. And it is the hobby market saw record prices for individual card sales in 2021, particularly at the high end of the scale. In 2022, this price trend will, one, continue upwards, two, flatten out, three, make a mild correction, four, drop dramatically. Ooh, and dramatically, yeah, dramatically, and sounds ominous, doesn't it? I've been 252 people weighing in so far, and it there's a lot of of wiggle room, especially in the top three. Continue upwards, 23.5 percent, almost a full quarter of you flatten out, 28.2, make a mild correction, 31.7. So flatten out means they're gonna they're gonna maintain 2021's level, and mild correction come down a little bit and drop dramatically. So, uh, was only 16.7. So, uh, really, really some, some great optimism to this, but now that we're live, let's see if any of this swings. Um, so beans baseball card blog said the very top percentage of cards that are actually scarce will continue rising. And when I alluded to record prices, that's kind of what we were referring to. The mass produced stuff will stay where it is or perhaps drop a little more. Uh, Ron collect till I die said, man, I could go on and on about why it's most definitely will continue to happen this year. We'll definitely see more record prices. Uh, fam den, the cards in highest demand will always go up. The newest hot rookies will always go up. Everything else will flatten out. So some good feedback here and, uh, you know, a couple other responses if you want to um, tackle those, Ivan. Yeah, well, I was actually going to jump into the, the Twitch chat, uh, especially because we have a first time chat from a viewer. So welcome Space Cadet YT, who says, uh, yeah, I think flatten out, but I know nothing, LOL. And I'm kind of with you on that. Like, it's all just fun speculation. Um, but uh, that's one. Uh, Fox Bowl 330, uh, Joe Ranyak says, I think the $600 tax law may have an effect on sales. I hope it doesn't, because that would mean that people were not honoring the tax code previously. Um, but also Ryan's SCO7 says people need to talk with their tax person to figure out how to work with sales after you hit that $600 mark. Um, that's, that is interesting, though, because it, it would actually possibly, if people are selling less, that should have an increase on prices because there would be less demand. So that would be kind of interesting. Um, I'll tell you, Rob, one thing that I think has been missed, and I talked about this way back in May. Wow. Maybe it was April. I can't remember what I talked about last week. 
uh, I can't either. I have no short term memory, but I do have long term memory. Um, <laughs> is remember very specifically back that was right when people started saying oh look basketball is is the market is dropping it was also the same time that f1 gobbled up a portion of market share yes and i've been hearing similar things about like oh well these markets are down you know these these markets are down and so i looked today on ebay using terapeak okay. and tops formula for one. sellers yeah it's great. Um, Tops Formula One has 14.5 million <laughs> in total sales in the last 365 days on eBay. So Incredible. sometimes it can seem like a market is moving one way, but it's only because we are used to our segment of the market. Shifting, shifting market dollars. Yeah, so I think that's important to look at. And then I also think it's important to look at the fact that we literally have not gotten a product yet with NBA rookies in their uniforms. It's January 6th. I understand well, the reasons why. We do now, though. We do now. Well, we do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So that's another thing to look out for is like, has NBA, you know, this has always been the NBA preseason anyways, right? The NBA season starts in March with the playoffs. So just keep that in mind as, as you're thinking. So I personally put, I put the top one. I am still bullish on the industry as a whole, but I can definitely understand some of the other points that people have made. The tax one will be interesting just in general. Um, I wonder what, when the F1 lights out will ship as another first time chat room viewer. We have no control over that, but we do have lots of news on the manufacturers to share with you today. So I think we can probably what move on. But, One thing I did want to address first, um, at the end of last year in our last show, we were we were privy to some information that we couldn't share with you, but it is fully public now. Um, our good friend, bro, confidant, and master keeper of the Panini promo boxes, Tracy Hackler, um, has moved on from Panini and has partnered with our friend Jimmy Mahan at Kentucky Cards and is going to be uh, just lighting it up for them over there. Um, so I wanted to let all of you guys know that um, our friend Scott Prusha um, and I had a couple of email exchanges over the break, and he wanted me to assure every single one of you that he is all in for continuing uh, the tradition of sending us great product to look at from Panini America. In fact, he was still out this week and he, he, he uh, sent me an email that said, listen, I'm not going to be able to get something out in time for this Thursday show, but I'm going to the office. This was Tuesday. He said tomorrow afternoon. So Wednesday, and I will, um, I, something I'll get it shipped out. And so he and I, um, he wanted me to let you guys all know that. So thank you, Scotty and uh, Tracy. Best of luck to you. Can't wait to have you on the show and talk about all things Kentucky cards at yeah. some point this year. That'd be fun to have Scotty on too. We haven't had Scotty on. I feel like in like three or four years. I know. I feel bad for Scotty. He's going to, I mean, he's like, he's going to have to pick up so much slack till they fill that role. So I don't want to bother him too much. You know what I mean? It's true. But he, he's a good corn husker. So he'll, he has the energy and the strength to do it. There you go. There you go. Yep. All right, shall we? Um, we have, um, like I said, we've, we've got some things to talk about in hobby happenings. And some, some, <laughs> some, some, some yeah. You good to go, James? I can't see it, so I don't know. Um, okay. Um, so basically, here's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Well, just like that, we now have answers to the questions. Thanks, James. One, what happens to tops? And two, which company will Fanatics buy? Uh, full terms of the deal were undisclosed when, when it was announced Monday night by The Athletic, who actually leaked it. It wasn't supposed to be made public until Tuesday. However, sources at the Wall Street Journal claim the deal to be worth $500 million. Stay tuned as we have a lot more to discuss about this later in the segment. But that bombshell of a story makes this next one even a little bit more interesting, I think. Getting juicy. 
because the New Year's Eve release of Bowman's Best threw the collecting community into a bit of a tizzy when it was discovered that top prospects, including Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Austin Martin, not a car, and Spencer Torkelson were included on the base set checklist. Was it an error on the part of tops? Probably. Maybe. But even so, what's the big deal exactly? Many of you might be asking. Well, if it was an error on, excuse me. Well, for those that don't know, okay, the cards of those highly touted prospects who have yet to appear in a major league game, mind you, will now be designated as official rookie cards by Beckett, despite not carrying the RC logo that was established by rule between MLB and the MLBPA back in 2006. So what's Beckett's reasoning for seemingly going against the grain and not complying with MLB rules? Well, they're actually not quite simply because tops didn't. Okay. And the cards meet long held criteria for rookie card designation, including number one, they are base cards. Number two, the base set also includes veterans. And number three, the product had wide distribution. Is it confusing? Yes. Is it even more confusing, though it may, knowing that it may potentially hurt the value of future brands when those players' cards eventually do carry the RC moniker? Probably. Was the move made as a screw you to MLB and the PA well before the Fanatics acquisition or now in spite of it, as some people have been speculating? I really highly doubt it. The bottom line is that collectors have always been the ones to decide what constitutes a player's de facto rookie card, i.e. the most valuable, regardless of logo rules. It's why first cards from Bowman, Bowman Draft, and Bowman Chrome continue to pace the market for modern player cards. So honestly, guys, don't get caught up in the hype and just collect what you want. Keep it simple. We could do an entire show on that that debate. It was that exciting this this week. I will say there's one small correction, Rob. One of those players has played in a Major League Baseball game. Wander Franco, who was called up in June, which is why oh, I think right. the they debate were is so strong. Back. That's right, yes. Because yes. he was the first Tops Now player to get the call-up designation, which they now use right. for someone that's too late to get in this year's cards. But I would argue, and this throws a wrench in the whole thing, he was too late to get a rookie in this year's cards. Then why is it that his photo used in Bowman's Best is not a photoshopped minor league card, but a card attached to a photo on Getty Image from June 25th of him hitting a double in the first inning of a major league baseball game against the Los Angeles Angels? Good question. Good question. Maybe we'll find out someday. Ah, That said, it's been interesting and exciting to watch the collector debate. In other collecting news, Sports Collectors Daily reports that Tops, in conjunction with Dave and Adam's Card World, will open a new flagship retail store in Cooperstown, New York. Hey, why does Cooperstown, New York matter? Because, of course, that's where the Baseball Hall of Fame is located. In a quote, uh, uh, Tops by Dave and Adams will open in April of 2022. So it'll be open just in time for next year's baseball season. The company says it will look to build upon the rich history of the game of baseball within the Cooperstown community. And the shop will provide a new destination for collectors that will be located in the shadows of the baseball hall of fame. Dave and Adams card world owner, Adam Martin was quoted as saying, quote, I've always been a huge fan of Cooperstown and the baseball hall of fame. I try to visit at least once a year. On a recent visit, I walked out of the Hall of Fame and just a few steps from the hall, there was a vacant storefront. I thought it would be a great place to open a store. I approached Tops about it and things moved pretty quickly from there. I got to say, I think that's a great choice as well. Also, while we were on holiday hiatus, Tops made a move to converge the digital and physical collecting worlds with its all new Tops Total Football 
Now, real quick, I know when most of us, our viewers in the United States hear football, they think of the pigskin. Well, this is actually a top soccer product. However, it's being promoted as a place to collect, trade, and compete using the biggest UEFA Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League stars in the world. And better yet, once fans own a player's card in the digital game, they can order a physical version of the card. So a very cool component, your chance to get a physical card from playing the digital game. PSA released a list of New Year's resolutions that collectors are hoping last longer than most people's attempts at new goals and objectives. The list of resolutions includes, first and foremost, continuing to eliminate the backlog and shipping all orders within three months. Number two on the list was pulling back the curtain with additional transparency. Number three, improve overall quality through continued product research and development, as well as strategic acquisitions. Number four, once slabbed, archiving high-resolution images of every card submitted as a free service, regardless of service level. That's a key differentiator right there. It used to be reserved for your higher-end submission services. And number five, expanding capacity with a larger physical footprint by um, uh, opening an additional grading facility like the one currently under construction in New Jersey. Additionally, PSA announced that they are killing off the long published sports card market report publication, which since 1994 has been affectionately known as SMR. Well, don't worry. The publication will live on under a new name being simply referred to as PSA, the magazine. Is it really killing off though, or is it just no. renaming? Well, they killed off the brand sports market report. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, murder on the show tonight uh, to say that 2021 was a wild ride in the sports collectibles market would be an understatement, but just how crazy was it? Let's provide a bit of a recap looking at the top end of the market with some stats provided by Collectible. Last year saw a record 54 sports cards sell for $1 million or more. Rob, real quick, let's think about that. How many weeks do we do this show in a year? 52. Well, yeah. less than 52. 52, 52 or 52 less. in a year, yeah. It used to be news when a million dollar card sold last year, it was news every single week. In comparison, the number of cards breaking the seven figure threshold the year before in 2020 was just 11 and get this, the sum of all sports cards selling for that amount in all the years prior to 2020 was just 10. <laughs> so that's called exponential. That's right. 2021 saw well more than twice the number of cards sold for 1 million than in all the years in history prior to that. So how did these numbers break out by sport and other factors? Let's look. Well, of the 54 seven-figure cards sold, 28 were graded by PSA, 22 by BGS, 3 by SGC, and 1 was ungraded. Wow, can you believe that? <laughs> As for who sold the cards, Golden reigned supreme with $18 million plus sales. PWCC took second with 10. Heritage sold six, Memory Lane five, and our friends right there at Collectible had three of those million dollar sales. Leland sold two, and then all other sell sellers combined accounted for the remaining 10. And finally, a look at the breakdown by sports shows that uh, somehow F1 has not yet made that list. <laughs> Surprisingly, it looks like soccer hasn't made the list either, but baseball led the way with 19, followed very closely by basketball with 18. Football had 15, and hockey brought up the rear with two sales to its credit. So if you needed more empirical evidence before making your poll decision, maybe this will help. But do you think that ride continues? Thanks, Ivan. Good stuff. Hey, um, Ivan? Uh, yes, Rob? Do you think you can guess which athlete's memorabilia were the biggest sellers in 2021 across all of Fnatic's memorabilia sites. Uh, uh, so I could, but it's cheating because I did 
Well, I'll help you. I'll help you with the first one. Okay. Counting up from number five is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So, care to guess what was number four? Um, so I'm guessing maybe if Mahomes was fifth, then maybe Brady was fourth. Nope. Believe it or not, it was Yankee star Aaron Judge. MVP Aaron Judge. <laughs> and all star. Proving World he is the champion. goat of goats, having not played in 20 years, and all they had to do was run an ESPN special, and his hair, his airness rather, lands at number three. Wow! The greatest two-way player since Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani, was it number one? Took the number two position. Okay, Ivan, given going to give you another shot. Which athletes memorabilia ranked number one in sales last year? Well, I honestly, if you'd asked me this at the beginning, I would have guessed that Otani was number one in sales. But since you've gone through four and have not said Tom Brady, I got to think it's Tom Brady. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. The active goat Tom Brady is correct. Makes sense. I feel like I've seen a lot more of his stuff hit the market this year, too. Like it's kind of been like signing a lot now that he's semi-retired, even though he's still playing. <laughs> so that's kind of cool though. Cool stats. I am shocked at Aaron judge being number three. Me on that, too. List. that really like, threw me. I'm like, what? I would have thought, you know, messy maybe, or something like that. But, uh, and two, two of those players being football, just remind you how King football still is in the, in the memorabilia market. Very, very interesting. All right, some quick hit notes. A reminder that coming this Sunday, January 9th, the Sports Collectors Club radio show hosted by Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto airs on the Sports Map radio network from 7 a.m. Eastern time to 8 a.m. Eastern. But if that's too early for you, don't worry. Download the Sports Map app in your app store to catch the replay. So, hey, radio show on the hobby. Got to love that. Also, Collectible, the fractional shares platform that we quoted earlier, had an absolutely amazing year and reported a user base now of over 60,000 users. The company released IPOs for 170 sports card and memorabilia offerings last year, selling 14 of them through outside offers, which equated to an average gain for shareholders of over 60%. So that's another quick hit. And hey, if you haven't taken advantage of ComC's no minimum auction fees event that we told you about last month, you'll be happy to hear the promotion has been extended through the end of January. Visit ComC for more details. Checkoutmycards.com. Additionally, if you haven't heard, unfortunately, the Mint Collective show looked to be one of the hobby's biggest events with speakers, celebrities, things of that nature, which was originally scheduled for the last weekend of this month, January, has now been postponed, has not been canceled, simply postponed until the last weekend in March, which is the 25th and the 27th, 25th through the 27th. And as we've already discussed, 2021 was a historic year for sports collectibles. In even though Golden may have had 3x the number of uh, fig- seven-figure card sales, no company saw more growth year-over-year year than Heritage Auctions, which topped $1.4 in total wow. sales. <laughs> it was the first time the auction house has ever broken eight figures. For more details about this historic achievement, including some of the marquee items that contributed to that jaw-dropping sum, be sure to check out the recent article on Sports Collectors Digest. Isn't that 10 okay. figures? <laughs> Is it? Five, six, seven, We got to talk to our copywriter. Okay. Yeah, now for figures. more on the tops acquisition by fanatics. Okay. Yes. This means fanatics new trading card division will absorb tops current licenses, including the MLB and the PA and begin quickly driving the baseball card market. Michael, 
uh, Fanatic CEO Michael Rubin was very vocal and extremely enthusiastic about the acquisition, saying, quote, with trading cards and collectibles being a significant pillar of our long-term plans to become the leading digital sports platform, we are excited to add a leading trading card company to build out our business. Their iconic brand, commitment to product excellence, and passionate employees worldwide will allow us to immediately serve our league and players association partners and our fans. And yes, collectors can rejoice as the Topps brand name will continue as confirmed by this tweet from Ruben himself on Tuesday morning. The sale includes all parts of Topps trading card and sports uh, training card and collectibles entertainment business, both physical and digital versions, which operates in 10 countries worldwide currently, including Great Britain, Germany, Italy, Brazil, and Japan, to name a few. In addition, Fanatics stated that all of Top's 350 global employees will be retained. This includes current Top's global VPGM David Liner and VPGM of Top's Digital Tobin Lent, who will each continue to run Top's within Fanatics trading cards as a separate sus- subsidiary of Fanatics, headed by StockX founder Josh Luber. Both Tops executives will report directly to Doug Mack, Fanatics Inc. Vice Chairman and Fanatics Commerce CEO. Fanatics stated that buying Tops significantly accelerates the build-out of the Fanatics trading cards business as the company adds world-class expertise, infrastructure, and an iconic brand and a broad range of capabilities from the industry leader. With specific regard to baseball cards, Fanatics said the deal jumpstarts Fanatics trading cards, MLB and MLPA, uh, MLBPA rights to design, manufacture, and distribute trading cards, which begins immediately versus the original combined start date of 2026. Rubin told the Wall Street Journal, quote, we wanted to start with a foundation that was in place. That's a much better approach than building this from scratch. On the flip side of that transaction, Michael Eisner, along with Madison Dearborn Partners, acquired Tops in 2007 for $385 million and had this to say about the sale. Quote, the strong emotional connection between Tops collectibles and consumers of all ages, built through 70 years of tradition, starting with the Shoren family, will make it a jewel in the Fanatics portfolio. Michael Rubin is the perfect entrepreneur to lead this company forward. Like any crown jewel, I and my partners at Madison Dearborn will miss our many years of ownership where we grew a highly profitable business through strategic licensing partnerships, global expansion, and digital transformation. We are proud of what the Tops team has accomplished, and we look forward to seeing what Michael and his team do to continue growing the Tops collectible business while staying true to its iconic history and relevance to consumers. A further press release concluded with the combined vision and distinct strengths of both Fanatics and Tops will improve the collector experience while maintaining vital parts of the hobby. Fanatics data-driven direct-to-consumer expertise, which includes a database of more than 80 million sports fans globally, will enhance and expand Tops' existing digital capabilities and grow the market opportunity for all participants. Additionally, Tops' world-class quality, product development, and manufacturing capabilities, along with their commitment to collectors and hobby shops, will ensure products are more readily accessible, positively impacting current and future collectors and partners. And what did Tops itself have to say about the news? Well, look at this. Tops is excited to continue producing our iconic trading cards as we join Fanatics. After more than 70 years at being at the forefront of the trading card industry, there is one thing we know. This is only the beginning as we look to enhance the experience of collectors, fans, partners, and hobby shops. Here's more from Fanatics' Ruben himself, who talks if about his talk about the card his business idea. five years from now, what does it look like in the Fanatics world? How is it different? Yeah. So first, I think the car business has grown a lot by luck, not by a strategy to really grow the business. We think the number one thing 
that I wake up and go to bed thinking about is how can we demonstrably grow this industry? Um, you know, I'd like it to be many, many times the size of the business uh, that it is today. And it's already had great growth, but I think there could be great growth going forward. So the first thing is, how can we really market this industry? How can we grow this industry? How can we make this a much bigger business for everybody involved? And then I think in general for the collector, um, you know, certainly at our core, we are a more direct-to-consumer company. You think about uh, not only selling cards on a primary basis, you know, some of them direct-to-consumer. Now, obviously, the hobby shops are still critically important to us. The hobby shops have really helped make this business, or they really have created this business. They're always going to be a vital part of the business forever. Um, but we think about the secondary marketplace today. That's a business that takes place. Um, you know, not from the IP companies or the leagues or those players associations. I think it's important for all of us to participate in that. We think about other business. Can you insure a card? Can you um, finance a card? Can you store a card? There are so many services that a collector wants to get in one place and also a much bigger business. So I think the most important thing is this will be a much bigger business supported by a tremendous amount of marketing. And that'll make everybody more successful in the industry. Well, if you have not been participating in our friend Paul Lesko's annual a hobby, hobby annoyances tournament, you guys have been missing out on some serious fun and laughs. With a strong list of 64 utterly irritating things in the hobby, including several news newcomers to the tournament, uh, this year's edition has been absolutely on fire. The first round just concluded, so it's not too late to make your voice heard. Be sure to follow our friend at Paul underscore Lesko and vote every day and play along. And in the biggest news this week in the hobby, Outlander fans <laughs> can rejoice. Oh, you think I'm kidding. Show gets more viewers than any product that we have, right? Uh, promo card P3, which we announced was initially exclusive to GTS National Hobby Shop Day participating stores. Cryptozoic has made a limited number now available for direct-to-consumer sales domestically from the Cryptozoic website and internationally on their eBay store. The cost is only $4.99 plus shipping. So if you did not have a hobby shop near you and you weren't able to make it for National Hobby Shop Day, you can still get that promo card, P3. Is that Jamie? Looks hot. Yeah. It's a great card. Good show. Any of you watch it. And, and that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. All right. We have a video with some industry insiders talking about the fanatics news, including GTS director of business development, Carvin Chung and our fearless leader, uh, one of the owners, Lloyd key watch this. And we'll be right back to dive into our box break segment. The Fanatics deals both at MLB and NFL and NBA. I think just, you know, Fanatics has a huge brand. I mean, number one, you know, they're everywhere. And I, I would say that between, you know, the core group, like, you know, your Michael Rubens, now Josh Luber, uh, Victor Schaefer, these people are, you know, industry giants and have created great relationships across yep. the world, right? Uh, across all the different leagues. They, they have, you know, par parlayed that into now having trading cards well if you listen to like michael rubin and just from like the past couple of years yep. um he's all about you know database and, and cross-selling and and so it shouldn't surprise you yeah you know and then when you go and and, and he, he talks he's one of those kind of influencers where he talks outside the box and you know the sky's the limit if they come in and can come up with new concepts and 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 maybe I'm sure they're going to look at the distrib distributions chain and see how that can be updated a little bit and change. The one big thing is I just see bigger opportunity that expands way beyond cards because Panini, Tops, they are cards. Upper Deck, Fleer, all those, that is cards. Fanatics can say, all right, hold on a second. We can do player deals. We can do, we could tie this into NFTs. We can make cards at every stadium and we... Our vision can be five times bigger than what any specific card company could be because we have way more resources and way more capabilities. If I was asked to be a consultant to them, mm -hmm. I would say you've got to find a way to keep those brands alive. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, I mean, I'll have collectors who are like, you know, I've bought a top set every year since I was six. Right. And I say, well, we've got the new Fanatics baseball set. And they're like, 
Nah, I'll yeah. just. Um, I, I'm sure they're going to learn pretty quickly. You can't really market and sell trading cards like you sell T-shirts and hats. You buy a T-shirt and hat, you put it on, you put your hat on, you don't worry about it. You're not worried about the value in an hour, or in a mm -hmm. week, or in a month. It's a T-shirt. It loses value the minute you buy it and turn it. Right. On. I think we're going to get more eyeballs on this industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know whether that's going to be good, whether that's going to be bad. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready for the challenge. You know, there was a time when card shops didn't want to get online. They yep. didn't want to use eBay. Yep. People hated eBay. But over time, those that survived adapted, and and they moved forward. And you know, and that I think that's the success of many businesses. You kind of have to just adapt to the changing times. Like anything else, people don't sometimes embrace change well. Yeah. And when sometimes when change happens, people tend to pull in. So their first inclination is, I gotta buy more. I gotta get more. Trading cards have been here since the late 1800s. I don't believe they're going to go away tomorrow, even if Fanatics has a 20-year deal. Yeah. I think there's always going to be opportunity. It's how you find it. For a company that big to, to realize the potential of our industry is exciting. Interesting, right? A um, couple of things. Um, we still have one more multi-product unboxing segment to do later. But now... Um, with the success and return of Wildcard, uh, original founder, Daniel Atkins, who's running the company with his son and teaching him the ropes of the business, uh, talked with Kelsey Schroyer about the brand's revival. Check this out, and we have a couple new things to tell you about when we come back. All right, Daniel, you revived the wild card after a couple decades' absence. What made you decide to bring it back? Well, the timing was perfect. Um, we had a window of opportunity from our other businesses. I've thought about for years of bringing wild card back. And, of course, everyone knows the hobby is exploding. And so uh, we knew it was time to go. So uh, we jumped in, um, and, and we're excited to be back. What challenges have you faced in reviving the brand? Yeah, the challenges have just been because we launched during a pandemic. So uh, supply chain uh, has been difficult, you know, getting components, but we're fighting through that, getting uh, enough help just to produce the product. So this has been challenging, but uh, we've, we've delivered our product and the product sold through. So uh, yeah, those are the challenges that we faced and, and have overcome. What are some of the highlights and top players people should be looking out for if your products? Yeah, so definitely in our, in our hobby release, we have all the top quarterbacks. We signed all six of the top guys that were drafted, which, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Kyle Trask. So our first checklist only had 22 players in it, so we tried to stick with the top guys. And, of course, of those 22, six, seven more quarterbacks, so it's a pretty, pretty strong product. Now, looking at the NIL deals, how has that been kind of different navigating those versus, like, someone who's already in the pros? Yeah, it's certainly uh, sort of a challenging field because there's a lot of unknowns, and we want to make sure that we're 100% compliant with the universities, but we're first to market. So we already have signed Bryce Young, the quarterback, taking over from Mac Jones at Alabama. We've signed Spencer Rattler, who's probably the consensus uh, number one draft pick next year and next year's draft. So, uh, But it's been a little bit challenging, but trying to stay compliant and make sure that these, these kids are taking taken care of, but, but we're first to market with it. Now, you ran on some of the big names collectors should be familiar with. Who's some under-the-radar guy collectors should be familiar with, though, for someone who's, already, who's currently in college? Yeah, maybe uh, Brian Robinson taking over for Najee Harris at Alabama. Take a look at him. Uh, I think he's got a tremendous amount of potential. We, we've signed him. So I, if I was a collector, I'd be looking out for Brian Robinson. All right, so with the product coming back now, what are you hoping to do with it in the future in terms of, like, growing it even more? Yeah, so we're going to continue to grow our collector base. That's why we're promoting it here at the National. But at the same time, um, we're going to expand into other sports. We're going to release a multi-sport uh, product in the NIL, which will include basketball, football, and some baseball players. So uh, I would keep an eye out for that. Thanks to Kelsey Schroyer and uh, Daniel Atkins from Wildcard has some interesting stuff coming out. We'll keep you in tune. What is that? <laughs> so over, over break, it's not like I, I have a hard time not working sometimes, but Ran a poll, Ivan, and we had about 180 people respond. And it was like, so if if we had branded swag that was reasonably priced, would you um, would you be up for purchasing? And um, we had 42 hey. percent say yes. So, but we haven't had one sale. 
So either all those people lied or they just don't know how awesome this is going to be because. Well, or have we, how much have we actually, I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, I'm I, on Twitter 24 seven and yeah, I haven't yes, seen it. There, tweeted was, yet, there was so. one or two tweets. We need yeah, to okay, do some well. more promotion. Yes. And that's why it's here on the show. So we have, um, men and women's gear. We have, um, I have the capability. If you say, Rob, I want the logo on the back and boom on the pocket. I can do that. Okay. So it's really a lot of customization. Now I re- was really bummed about one thing. Um, David, my boss made me, um, we did have boom thongs and boy briefs for girls, but he made me take those off. What about um, boy briefs for boys? That say boom. Yeah. Can we get, I, I, yeah, I don't think he'd want those on there either. So, <sighs> um, I'd wear also, if you see something on the regular cafe press site that you don't see that we have listed, just let me know. It's so easy to drop something in the coffee mugs. And the reason I'm mentioning, the reason I'm mentioning this is, you know, it's a very ingenious, it's like glorified affiliate marketing. Okay. We make, we make a 20% (laughs) markup profit. Okay. Yeah. But here's the deal. We are not getting of that amount of that amount. Um, and it's so opportune given, um, the just really untimely death of mission, military missions in actions Mm. founder. Um, That wasn't in our news. Was it? Uh, it's because I wanted to, I wanted to cover it here and I didn't want to just put it in a news story. Yeah. Mike Dorman founder of military missions in action, which had partnered, um, with which signatures for soldiers, our friend there uh, had partnered with Mike and his organization to. Um, all right, I won't get choked up to work together to raise money for returning vets who needed help with housing, with modifications in the form of ramps, uh, in the form of lowered countertops, wider doorways, things of that nature. Um, Tim Virgilio of Signatures for Soldiers is going to carry that on. Um, it's just incredibly ironic to me that um, the uh, is there any the way to l- click on that link, James, and pull it up? One of the well, not right now, not right now. So one of the things that my last conversation actually with Mr. Mike Thorman was, uh, he presented me, uh, with this for helping signatures for soldiers get to the national to sponsor their, um, their being there and, uh, to be able to help raise money for his organization. So I was incredibly grateful, uh, for that. So what, what, what does this have to do with the swag shack? Okay. We're going to keep of the 20 we make, we're going to keep 10% to help offset some shipping, shipping costs of all, uh, the stuff that we ship, man, you should have seen the bill, uh, for Christmas, Ivan. Um, but so, and then 10%, so 50% of what we keep, 10% we're keeping and 10% we're giving to signatures for soldiers. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so every purchase that you make, 50% of the profits is going to go to <laughs> signatures for soldiers. Let me 50% let, yeah. of the process profits profits or should we say proceeds? I don't want to get proceeds. Trump. Proceeds. Yeah. Yeah. proceeds. 50% of the proceeds are going to go to military missions in action through signatures for soldiers. Um, yep. which again, if you're, if you're not familiar with that cause, it's an incredible cause um that was all i was saying was it might be kind of cool if we pulled up their website just to see but um all the check all it out do, on your own all they do is they find ways to bless veterans whether they're still in service or they've come home and they need something to make life you know possible if they come home with a disability or some sort of other challenge so that's really cool, Rob. I, I love hearing that because, I mean, if anybody's ever run a cafe press site, you know, you don't make money there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and with how much we ship on the show, we don't make money uh, selling anything. Um, but that's that's really smart, Rob. I love that. I, I didn't know that until just now. Just how about that? finding so, out on the show. Great thing. Yeah. New Year's, new year, new happening. So that's number one. 
Number two, with uh, the increasingly want of people to be able to absorb content while they multitask, I am proud to announce that our feature articles like Future Watch, Off the Post, Hobby Happenings, Breaking Barriers, Klein's Corner, etc., will all have audio versions to listen to either on page or download for listening later so you don't have to be plugged into a screen to absorb our content. Pretty cool. What do you think of that, Ivan? Uh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's more than just the show. Like That's the good content. <laughs> I'm so blessed and grateful for all of you. But if you're not reading what Rich Klein is writing, what Kelsey Schroyer is writing, what Libby Koch is writing for the website, you're missing some really great content. So making audio versions and getting it on uh, various networks, that's really awesome. Yeah. So um, I also know that there's accessibility issues for some people. And um, so we wanted to add some uh, additional functionality, clean up um, or not clean up, but provide that multitasking capability. Because if you're anything like me, you're listening to something while you're working a lot of times. So enjoy. Um, all right. That all said, so see, we're only six days into the new year and we busted out two big changes to things, uh, which I was really excited about. So enjoy. Okay. Next up, uh, there are, uh, four products that release or releasing this week, and we will look at them in our weekly hot in the shop segment. And we kick it off with Panini NBA Hoops Basketball 21-22 edition. Yes. We got rookies. Okay, nobody at us of why the images show last year's rookies. You guys just do this every year. It's because the photo shoot didn't happen, yada, yada, yada. Don't worry. They'll be in there, okay, in their uniform. Yeah, this is a sell sheet. Don't worry. So uh, one autograph card plus 24 inserts or parallels in every box. Uh, the NBA is celebrating its 75th year, and this is the first opportunity to collect rookie cards of the 2021 NBA draft picks in NBA jerseys, uh, pull autographs from the highly anticipated rookie class, as well as top veterans, retired stars, and NBA legends in hot signatures, rookies, and um uh, hot rookie signatures. Plus, look for red rare parallels limited to 25 hobby exclusives. Tons of eclectic inserts, including what you just saw there, plus, uh, which was high voltage, jamtastic, legends of the ball, highlights, um, etc. And then several different parallels, including the artist proof, the NBA 75th anniversary parallel, and much more. Uh, a little bit late. It's in here now at starting tomorrow. So enjoy. I love that. You know, I've been super excited for it. Um, hey, another product that I'm excited for that may not be on your radar is 2021 Leaf Metal Draft Baseball Cards. If you don't know me, I'm a sucker for all things shiny and prospect. And this this product does not disappoint makes up for for not being maybe your biggest product by having six autographed cards in every hobby box and they chase the big big names there's also a jumbo configuration with nine autographed cards plus an additional one of one slabbed press proof so but you see the names right there that are popping up they're all the names that you're chasing uh in you know baseball right now colton Kowser. Uh, it's smaller actually on the sell sheet than it is in, in the image. So I got to pop that open. Jason Dominguez, Luis Matos on that national pride uh, border. Look at that purple Marcelo Meyer, Robert Pawson with some XRC rookie cards in there. Sam Bachman on the top picks design. Beautiful rainbow patterns there for Yolbert Sanchez. Awesome, awesome product coming leaf metal draft baseball. And also, you know, I don't see it on the sell sheet, but I anticipate it. Keep an eye out. See what sorts of inscriptions and other goodies there may be in this product loaded with elite top prospects, top draft picks, and rookie stars. Very limited production run. So if you can find some of this, let us know. We'd love to see your rip. Leaf Metal Draft Baseball. Um, yeah, I brought better on you for this one because I know you're excited here. Exciting Rob. upper deck offering. Uh, a while back, we told you that they had landed the all elite wrestling 
trading card license, AEW. This is the first ever trading card set for this popular promo. And um, there's a 100-card base set, autograph and memorabilia cards. A lot of talent has moved from WWE to AEW, including Sting, who, boom, yep. One of the, he was one of the most recent people to leave, and uh, they must have delayed it, I think, to get him in. We'll have to ask Chris Carlin. Uh, base set wrestlers and gold memorabilia parallels. Uh, there's also pyro parallels, UD canvas cards, which are SPs like that one. Um, we have some inserts, including um, main features, uh, Wednesday in action, and uh, success Roads to Success and Top Rope, which is way cool. And then several parallels, including Black One of Ones. Now, I talked to Chris Carlin today. I said, hey, um, yeah, we've been doing so good about getting products in release week. Um, yeah, I didn't get a ship notification on AEW. Uh, and he replied back, don't worry, bro. He's like, I haven't got my promo boxes either. They go out at the same time. So we'll probably have that for next week. So lots of fun stuff there. Roads to success, um, inserts, and uh, a little bit late, but out now. Awesome. All right, Ivan. You, last but not least, interesting hey. Yeah, I get the merging, the digital and the physical product, 2021 Flex NBA Collectible Trading Tile Game. We previewed this one for you uh, a little bit at the in Industry Summit this year, um, or no, at the, uh, yeah, that was the Industry Summit. There's so many events now, I can't even keep track. The world's first trading title game with augmented reality. So it's a board game with collectible pieces that then load into the Apple App Store or Google Play Store app in order to have an augmented reality experience utilizing the latest gaming technology. Those are all the fun, cool this words. This is the best thing. But the best part is, yeah, no cheating, stealing, or duplicating. Um, as, as we've become familiar with with blockchain, well, each of these tiles has their own unique identifier, which means it's unique and yours. These Very are fungible. cool. Very cool. You can create your own dream team lineup of rising stars, MVPs, all-stars, and more. The two-player deluxe starter kit comes with 10 boxes. Or, sorry, there's 10 boxes in a case. Uh, 10 flexagons, two hardback game boards, deluxe damage chips, status effects tokens, four effects tiles, one play action die, and one ball die. Um, or you can get the boosters with a mystery NBA player tile in each one. So very, very cool. Original hand-drawn artwork. Uh, yeah, I believe that original. that video actually has audio. So if you go to gogts.net and watch that video, you'll get a full breakdown from the creator of this very cool licensed NBA board game with augmented reality. Yeah, very cool. Congratulations, Sequoia Games. Uh, which it was super popular at the industry summit. All right. And that's a look at what's hot in the shop this week. Um, you can find that in select stores uh, tomorrow. All right. Um, I mentioned that um, we're going to have a rare opportunity to look at some TriStar product. Um, and this harkens back to a article that Kelsey Schroyer did for our website, uh, a C, an interview with uh, Jeff Rosenberg, CEO of TriStar, and uh, he got to look at some product, um, and that's why I didn't call it a break, but an unboxing. If you had already read the article or you know went ahead and you know I don't know uh, looked for recent TriStar stuff, so we have three products from TriStar. Ooh. Uh, we have autographed baseball edition photos. Oh yeah. Let me get some more focus on there. Uh, my box break cam doesn't like stuff far away, huh? Yeah. That should look better, right? Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, a better potato is still a potato. Yeah. Let me, uh, I can, I can do this. Let's see. Do two things. Always be collecting. And number two, 
we just said it, be the change you want to see in the world. Okay. And uh, we'll be back here next week. I have it on good authority. I've already gotten the FedEx express notification from Panini America. So we'll uh, be chasing some big hits from uh, courtesy of Scott Prusha. But that's going to do us here for uh, GoGTS Live. Thanks to James Gale behind the scenes for always making sure things run smoothly. Um, And a quick shout out to my new staff, Chris Stuber, Sarah Martin. You guys have really freed me up to do some important other things. So thank you. Uh, Ivan. Glad you're back, bro. Um, Excited. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.